You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. So in most cases, if you want significant change in your life, you have to be willing to sacrifice. And a sacrifice doesn't come from a problem or an issue or a burden. It comes from creating a crisis in order for you to desire and need and must get that transformational change. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, it is Momentum once again all around Australia. Really, really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, thanks so much for doing that. And, uh, you know, Des and I, so we're just so thrilled to do this every week and hopefully you get something from this. Just a quick point to the website for a moment, MomentumAustralia.org. Lots of stuff there that you can get your teeth into, find out a bit bit more about who we are. And, of course, uh, the care line number is on there too. Des, if you want to launch in and just give us a bit of an idea about the care line, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We actually have a support line uh, to help men. That's all about helping men. And, and it's, uh, the Mountain Care Line is 1-800-000-MEN, which is 636. The service is provided by Caroline Connections um, and their ministry in their own right. Um, and you can reach out and get help seven days a week uh, between 9am and 11pm. The number again, one 800 000 man which is 636 awesome thank you now hey you know we at momentum we we do exist our tagline is helping men succeed in life and if you go back into the website have a look at some of the podcasts we cover a whole range of things and you know we get to speak to some incredible people and last week we heard an amazing story uh, of uh, sam cawthorn whose life changed forever in 2006 it was a major car accident left him with an amputated right arm a permanent disability in his leg welcome sam <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> no, it's, it's an amazing story from last week. I mean, we just we talked about, you know, your family. We talked about the, the importance of having people around you through trauma, um, and sort of you talked about your family and how that how that all impacted you and and having a strong faith. And it was just an amazing story. Sam is is uh, a CEO and founder of Speakers Institute and Speakers Tribe. He's an author of 11 books, including Bounce Forward and the follow-up How to Bounce Forward. And we're going to delve into that in this week's uh, show. A bit about mindset this week. And Sam, if anyone listened to the show last week, and I'm sure they did, um, they'll know that you are just oozing positivity from the moment you, you awake, it seems. Uh, I mean, is just give us the reality. I mean, do you wake up like that? When the alarm goes off, are you just, do you spring out of bed? <laughs> look, to be quite honest, I don't look at myself as being special or anything at all like that. I suppose I've just made the decision that I'm going to embrace life every day. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and yes, even though I live with a disability, there's nothing at all to complain about. I mean, look, this this country is just beautiful country. We've we've got a roof over our head. We've got you know we've got a little bit of money in the wallet. We've got food in the fridge. You know, I'm sure you've got loved ones around you like I do. And and so for me, yeah, I just have this real deep sense of gratitude. I mean, what what is there really to complain about? I'm just very grateful. Yeah, I mean, it's always the two ways of looking at things, isn't there, Sam? You can look at, you know, all the negative things that may be around your world. And if you focus on that, that's where your life will be. Or you can t- look at the positive things and look at the positive things around you, like you've just mentioned, your kids and your wife and, and all those things. And, and they're not perfect, but boy, they're a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, look, and I'm sure, you know, there's certainly things that aren't aren't perfect and things don't always go according to plan. Uh, Things aren't always fair. 
you know, things don't always, you know, happen exactly the way that you want them to. And many people are suffering from pain and frustration. And I don't know what goes on in in anyone's world, world, really. But one thing I do know is that we are alive today for a reason and a purpose. There's still something that we need to do and achieve before we're taken from this earth. And so for me, you know, I just want to make sure that my I make my life count. Mm. Yeah, that's correct. Sam, can I ask then, when you were in the rehab with your uh, post-accident, you know, we said it was about nine months in hospital, did that help sharpen the focus for you of what you wanted to do? Did that give you a greater determination to go, you know what, I nearly lost my life, but I still have it, and now I'm really going to make it count? Did that give you almost like an extra spring in your step, so to speak? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Look, when I was working for the Australian government as a youth futurist, I went up to Cairns in Queensland and I and, um, I shared uh, a little bit for about 10 minutes on stage uh, uh, and it was at quite a large conference, about 500 people there. And just mm. for that 10 minutes sharing on stage, I'm thinking, wow, this is a pretty cool experience. Me yeah. getting to speak in front of 500 people and everyone's mm. eyeballs are on me and I can get to inspire and encourage and even make them laugh. And it was really, really interesting. And I don't share this much, right? But um, but after that, I'm I'm thinking, wow, I I um I wonder if I could actually do more of this. I wonder if I can speak <laughs> more, right? And so and so then I um and so then I went and shared shared this dream, if I may, with with a really good friend of mine. And do you know what he said? He said, Sam, look um look, I, I see what you're saying, but you really need a really powerful story. You need something. <laughs> you need something that's really big in order for you to get that message out. You need something really big that's happened to you. And he said, Sam, you know, you haven't really had anything major or anything big that's happened to you now. Fast forward about three months later, I had a car accident, right? Mm. <laughs> wow. And, and, and so now I've got the story. <laughs> and so yes. really my, my entire rehabilitation team, you know, this is the occupational therapists, physios, doctors, nurses, their entire focus for me, right, mm. was to get me back to that same job get me back mm. to that same working. I mean, that's their job. Their job yeah. is to, yeah. is, it, for, for someone now that's lived in a disability, now lives with a disability, their, their job is to get them back to the, as close as they can to the, to, to the life that they had before the accident. But the reality is something had changed. I mean, you know, not only physically, you know, I now live with an amputated right arm. I was a dominant right-hander and, and, and a physical disability to my right leg. My leg doesn't bend at all. But, you know, so, so, there, so you know, I, w- I was no longer focused to be the person that I used to be. Uh, you know, so something had changed not only physically but also emotionally, mentally, even spiritually. Mm. I was no longer the person that I used to be before my accident. So it's really interesting. A local youth group asked me to share my story. So still in a wheelchair, I went and shared my story. And then another, you know, um, a school asked me to share my story. And everyone's talking about, you know, he's the bounce back guy. Look how this guy (laughs) bounced back from, uh, you know, um, from his car accident. He's bounced back from adversity. And for me, and I'm thinking, nah, there's something fundamentally wrong with this term mm. bounce back. Cause if you think about it, you know, we all have crises or tough times, et cetera. Then we have a bit of a downturn. Then we hit a place which is called, you know, rock bottom. 
but but I'm thinking it's not about bouncing from that moment and going back to where we've been. Mm. About bouncing from that moment, learning from it, and bouncing forward. Fabulous. What we can become. Fabulous. I love that. And, and needless to say, that was the title of Bounce Forward in 2013, your book, with the subheading, How to Turn Crisis into Success. So, I mean, you've kind of given us an, as an overview, but, but break that down for us about the book. What, what, what are the key things, I suppose, when you break that down that inspire people to not bounce back but bounce forward? Yeah, and, and and look, going back also back to what we were talking about earlier on, that everyone has trauma or or, or, or 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 has tough times in their life, and many of us have experienced, you know, crises uh, in, in a way. And, and for me, I believe we need to learn from these tough times. You know, have you heard you can learn the easy way, the hard way, the tragic way? Learn the easy way, learn from other people's mistakes. Yes. Learn the hard way, learn from your own mistakes. But don't ever go tragic, which is not learning from the either, where you mm. do the same thing and you expect a different result. But you yes. get the same result, yes. yeah? <laughs> so for me, for me, it's more about learning from our previous tough times. Like I would even say, I would even go as far as to say is, you know, we're, we're going through this tough time in our life right now for a reason and a purpose. Mm. So we can help other people get through what we've been through. It's, that's amazing, yeah. That's great. Now, now I believe so power. I believe in the power of story and narrative, and, and being transparent in our own journeys. And so, it, I would even go as far as to say, is my story is no longer mine to own. Mm. My story is there to help other people get through what I've been through. Yes. And, yes. and so, and so now, um, uh, in a way, I've learned how to overcome a tough time in my life. So I'm going to help other people overcome their tough time. And so, you know, if you've overcome something, then you've got a story. Mm. And that story needs to be shared with, with other people. Mm. And so that's really the fundamental foundation of bouncing forward. Bouncing forward isn't just for your own journey but it's also helping other people get through what you've been through. Yeah, and it's, and it's given you such a opportunity um, because of your positive attitude and the way you've gone through this to to help thousands and thousands of people, you know, through your books and through you know, your public speaking and so forth that you may never have had the opportunity to do. Uh, who knows? The first principle of Bound Forward is actually called crisis creates opportunity. Yeah. Which, which basically means, you know, it's really interesting when we're in a, when we're in a, a, like an issue, when we've got an issue or a burden or something that's, you know, annoying us, we tend to procrastinate dealing with it. We, we do. We go, I know it's a bit of annoying. I know it's a bit of an issue, but I'll deal with it when I have time. But get this. When it's a crisis, our biology links so much pain to it that says, I have to, I must get myself out of it. Mm. So in a way, it's not an issue that creates uh, opportunity. It's not a problem that 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 creates opportunity. Mm. It's a crisis mm. that creates opportunity. So, some of the greatest of inventions have started in the middle of a significant crisis. Mm. Uh, and, and 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 it's very true. If we study throughout the history of time, some of the greatest of inventions were derived 
from a significant moment of crisis. Mm. So crisis creates opportunity. Sometimes we have to create a crisis <laughs> if we want to actually see significant transformational change in something. What does that, what does that mean in, in terms of creating a crisis? How would you define that? Uh, the last thing I need in my life is to create a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look, um, look. Even go back to a a journey that I shared uh, last week. I, I shared about a journey how my son he just turned fourteen years old. He's going through puberty and the like, and I saw that he was struggling in a way with with with, with navigating this new body and this new season that he's going through. Mm. But at the same time, I was going through one of the most significant um, business um, um, periods uh, in my industry. So I'm more in the conference industry. I speak at conferences all around the world. Conference season is normally September, October. But and so I had all these things all booked in, etc. But and yes, I could see that my son was going through and I'm thinking I need to spend more time with him, but I've got all this travel and I know it's a bit of a problem, but I'm just going to procrastinate dealing with it, et cetera. But I actually decided that I needed to create a bit of crisis. Mm. So I said no to all this work. And that was a crisis for, yeah. for both our income and everything else. Mm. And so I created a crisis. And so I basically took two months off work I rang up my son's school, I spoke to the principal, and I took my son walkabout in, in the most important season in his life. And so in and so in most cases, if you want significant change in your life, you have to be willing to sacrifice. Yes. And, and a sacrifice doesn't come from a problem or an issue or a burden. It comes from creating a crisis in order for you to desire and need and must get that transformational change. Wow. That's, that's brilliant. I love it. Let's just go on the other side of that, Sam, because, I mean, I've, I've often thought that comfort can be our biggest enemy, right? And, you know, when we our lives get fairly comfortable a lot of us may find ourselves in a space where we go ah this isn't really what i was expecting but it's okay you know i've got a roof over my head i can pay the bills you know it's kind of like the lifestyle is pretty good but it's not necessarily what i thought or i still have this little niggle that i'm settling and there's you know i haven't really found the thing speaking to that space before we cut to a break i know that's a big question but speaking to that space for the guys listening who let's be honest when we get a few years on the clock and we we become a family and you know we're married and we've got the kids happening and then we've got other commitments and all of a sudden the dream or whatever the thing that we thought you know just it kind of just gets put on the shelf for a little while and we just settle into this space of comfort if i create a crisis at this stage in my life like that just doesn't affect me that affects everybody so how do they navigate that tension of I feel like there's maybe more, but at the same time, I've got a real life and real bills and real commitments. Yeah, with this little inkling that I think many of us have, uh, and the inkling is, is there more or there is more or, or what about more opportunity, more possibility, more income, better relationships, better this, et cetera. We do get stuck in this, you know, in this in this comfort place of security as well. Mm, yeah, uh, me, me being an entrepreneur, I, I enjoy taking risks. Uh, and so for me, I, I don't mind taking, you know, that, that short-term risk, that short-term pain for long-term game. But I, but, I will, but I will share this with you. 
I, I, I truly believe that we need to be faithful with the small before the big will come. Mm. And, and, and to a certain extent, that being faith, that, that little inkling that we have, that, that little agitation that we have, knowing that there is more for our life, sometimes we actually need to run towards being faithful of where that voice has come from, as yeah. well as also, you know, being faithful to what our true purpose and our destiny and the calling mm. that we have in our life. And sometimes that comfort can be can be one of the one of the greatest ways to to hold on to the security that we have. Yeah. But I believe, you know, the more that I put my faith in my creator, in Jesus, yes. the more that I, I know that he will always provide for all my needs according to his uh, according to his riches and glory. So for me, I don't, I'm okay with taking significant risk mm. in, in order for me to actually, you know, step into that calling and the purpose that he has for me. And that's a very strong biblical principle. They look after the small things and the, the bigger things will look after themselves. I'm paraphrasing significantly there, but, but you get the message. And that's good. That's really good advice. We are going to take a short break. We're with Sam Cawthorn this week on Momentum. SamCawthorn.com if you'd like to have a quick squiz around his website while we take a short break. And we're going to come back and explore how we can link some of this into you and give you some keys in the second half of the show to perhaps explore this niggle that you might have that there might be something more. It is Momentum all around Australia. We're going to be back with Sam Cawthorn in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, well, welcome back to Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Des with you, and our special guest uh, for the second week running is uh, Sam Cawthorn, who's got an incredible story that we've been talking about, and just an incredible positive attitude in general, which is rubbing off on Des and I, I think, which is awesome. Uh, SamCawthorn.com is his website. Love you to check out uh, the website after the show. Sam, I mean, you are incredibly positive. We, everyone can hear that. If they listen to you for 10 seconds, they can hear that you just ooze positivity and just gratitude, I think, is where that comes from, which we've talked about. But for, for people listening right now, let's just let's just restart the show. And the, the second part of the show, let's speak into that space. There, there are going to be people listening who... I suppose, consider themselves to be relatively positive, glass half full kind of people. There will be people listening who tend to be a bit less optimistic, maybe glass half empty. They struggle with the positivity kind of piece. From your experience, before we go on how we change that, where do you think that comes from? As in our general disposition, is it inherited? Is it the way that we've been brought up? Is it our character, our personality, a mix of all of all of the above? What are your thoughts on that? Look, I, look, I genuinely believe it can be learned uh, as well. Like what we do know is that proximity is power. We are the average of our five closest friends. The company that we keep determine who we are. If you hang around with negative people, you'll end up to be more negative. If you hang around with positive people, you'll end up to be more positive. And so I want to be really, really mindful of where I put my attention. Mm-hmm. And this is everything from media through to social media, through to humans, through to even the entertainment and the movies that I immerse myself in and and TV and, and really anything at all on screen. So for me, I need to be really protective of um, of where I put my where I put my time, my energy, my focus, mm. because everything will then come out in what you're consuming. And so for me, it's about really protecting uh, myself and being really wise who I lend my ear to, Mm. be very cautious who gets my focus. And so for me, me, the the more that you are mindful of this, 
the more that will actually then um, flow out from you of what the intention is for your life. So for me, yeah, I, I hang around with positive people that are inspire me to be better tomorrow. And so obviously then I, I then see that uh, in my life as well. So, but don't get me wrong, we're, we're the average of five, so I can still go out there and coach to other people and inspire them and lift them up and bring happiness, positivity and joy in their life. Mm. Yet at the same time, I need to hang out with those three people that actually bring that in me as well. Mm. And so be very wise who, you, who, who again, who, who gets your focus and where you put your attention. And again, that's a very sound Christian principle in the sense that you, know, you guard your heart and you guard guard who you listen to guard who give, guard who gives you advice um so it is this very sound principle and you know and I, I worry about folks who watch some stuff that's on tv and it's just just so destructive and so violent and so forth and maybe it's just because i'm old but you know it, it does worry me that people are being influenced subliminally you know through through negative stuff yeah you can also take it that a little bit too far as well. My parents were yeah. very, very full-on religious people, yeah. and they wouldn't let us watch TV at all. And when they yeah. did, when we were teenagers, this is what we used to be allowed to watch. There were black and white golden oldies. <laughs> Mum and Dad would already pre-watch it. And then whenever <laughs> there's a kissing scene or the like, they had to fast forward it. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they sort of believe in a way, you know, a lot of screens were of the devil, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> And so, and so you can also take it a little bit too far, yeah, yeah. but also at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm very mindful of what my kids watch. Yes. I'm very mindful, even what I consume. I mean, sometimes mm. it might be cheeky and, or, or I might enjoy it or I might bring in a little bit of, uh, a little bit of entertainment in my life. But, mm. but, but, but I believe if you truly want to chat, transform your attitude and, mm. and the joy that is in your life, then be mindful what you consume. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally. It's a very simple formula. If mm. you don't have joy in your life, start watching and consuming more joyous things. If you <laughs> don't have happiness and and uh, and good relationships in your life, then start watching and consuming those type of moments or hanging around with those type of people as well. So. Mm. So yeah. for me, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too, as they say. Yeah, no, that's, and I think that's amazing advice for for all of us, you know, and, and for men. Yeah, I think that's, that's really really cool advice. Be mindful of what uh, what you surround yourself with. Well, it's yeah. a simple yet basic principle, right? I mean, it's something that you can go, okay. Um, and, and for me, look with respect, I, I've stopped watching the news for the last few years because I just found that it it was so bombarding into that space and I found that it was quite depressing to be honest so I've stopped doing that and I was a news junkie being in radio for 20 years it was like well I had to had to be on top of everything so I was every station you know watching all the all the broadcasts and the bulletins um you know um the bible says that uh bad company corrupts good character so I mean that's uh, that's the scripture that we're linking to that but before we move on from that so Sam this idea of watching what we're, you know, watching, et cetera, et cetera, what we're ingesting into our life, that sorts of thing, that's all cool. But let's let's talk practically for people who really struggle with that. I mean, they can do that. That's practical things they can do throughout the day. We hear a lot of, in inverted commas, experts and, and motivational speakers talk about the importance of waking up and setting up your day, like your morning routine, um, how that can kickstart you for the day or, or not, depending on what you do. 
So the first thing I suppose I want to ask you is, do you have a morning routine? Is that something that you're mindful of to get yourself in that sort of headspace on a morning? Or are you just so positive when you wake up that you just don't need to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Wait wait a sec. I'm not a superhuman. I'm a normal, everyday bloke. I struggle in various areas. Look, with with all my travel, it is quite difficult, significantly difficult um, for me to have a, a consistent daily routine. Uh, and so my routine is more of a mindset. Yes, obviously, you know, I, I want to eat well and I want to um, be, you know, um, ha- have good exercise and, and the like. And I have to keep my my body quite physically healthy. I've got to keep my mind quite sharp as well. Mm. But but in most cases, when, when I wake up in the morning, it's, uh, it's quite interesting. I actually, I, I always, always listen to worship music. So yes, I, I uh, my, my faith is is such a significant part of my life, and even though my business is uh, very much in the marketplace, I am in the marketplace. I I, I I I do get asked to speak in churches, and and I do limit that a lot. You know, I've, my ninety five percent of my work is completely in the marketplace, and at the same time, the influence that we carry is quite significant. I, I did two stages last year of over a hundred thousand people in the audience. Wow. And so, and so for me, uh, yeah, worship music is a significant part of my life. And I would, and so whenever I'm traveling at airports, I only listen to worship music. When I'm on planes, I, I don't really like talking to people next to me. I, I listen to worship music. When, I, when I'm when i in the shower, I'm listening to worship music. Uh, and and I, I like having my finger on the pulse. So that's a that's a that's a subconscious um, thing that I'm that I'm always listening to all the time, and that 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 positivity, that that enlightenment, if you want to call it that, that that, that I get from that, but also mm. the the depth of joy and, and inspiration that it brings me, in order for me to be sharp in every situation, is pivotal to my success. Mm. Okay, so who's on? Okay. Can I ask who's on your? playlist at the moment like who's it, who's <laughs> I was just going to ask the same question <laughs> so, so look I, I like listening to all the all the hot all the um, you know all the all the top you know top 50 Christian songs all the time uh, I like listening to you know a lot of uh, if I may uh, a lot of Chris Tomlin I love yeah. listening to you know Anna Goldman I love listening to Kane um, I love listening. Oh, look, there's the I, I can tell you some, you know, passion essentials, hill mm. song stuff, like just anything sure. at all. Okay, yeah. that is that is worship Christian church music. That yeah. even though yes, I, I run a, a secular organization, um, that 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 Christian fundamental foundation for for me being a founder. We, we've got five companies. We've got over eighty staff. Uh, we've got facilitators and trainers all around the world. We're doing around 60, 70 events every month. Mm. Uh, it is uh, it is tough. Mm. But, um, but yeah, having that fundamental foundation of worship music in mm. my ear every day certainly helps me to perform. Yeah. So just a, just a quick question. You mentioned the church, and I'm curious, and it's a little off topic, but I am curious. Um, you said that you, you don't tend to do much in the church. That seemed to be a conscious decision. Can I ask why? 
Look, I, I used to be a youth pastor, uh, and so everything was uh, was about church. Every single night of the week, uh, I was serving at church. Every weekend, I was serving uh, as well. And and you know, I, I did a, a a very important season in my life where I was in church. Mm. Uh, however, my 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 new season now is to go ye into the world. And so there, there's a lot of pastors and preachers out there that ask people to come to their building. Mm. There's a lot of people out there that only speak in churches and they ask mm. the marketplace to come to them. But for mm. me, it's more about going ye into the world. So, yeah. so for me, you know, it's more about shining my light in where there is a lot of darkness. And so that's my calling. Uh, and yes. I think we're all pieces, we're, we're all, all the body. Uh, and so I, I know exactly where my calling is. My calling is in the marketplace. I'm very much so connected with coaches and speakers and trainers and large Fortune 100 companies all around the world, and that's my marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, even though I can't necessarily preach on a on a, on a big stage, you know, last year I was, um, you know, 2022, I was on stage with the Prime Minister of Australia. I was on stage with Michelle Obama. I was on stage, you know, Simon Sinek and the like. And these are all fully secular conferences. I can't necessarily, you know, preach the name of Jesus. Mm. But for me, it's not what I say, it's who I am. Mm. And every single time I get off stage, people come up to me and they say, you're a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, absolutely. And they say, thank you so much for being in the marketplace. That's my my season. Awesome. Who was it said, um, and it was some Greek philosopher, Christian philosopher, I think, who said, um, it's our obligation to preach the gospel, but if we have to use words, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Some, somebody true. said, yeah, yeah, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, and that's what you're doing and that's amazing. So Sam, look, in the few moments that we've got left, let's just quickly wrap this up for the guys. We've been talking about mindset and you mentioned, obviously a key thing is watch who you're hanging around and watch what you're ingesting, essentially, the, the two things. Yeah. But if, if you want to go a little deeper and a, a final spiel for the guys, if, if they're listening, and to be honest, this is something that I've really struggled with over the years. I don't know if it's my English background or, you know, my, my, my parenting uh, from, from my parents who were quite negative, you know. Um, but I've, I really struggle with maintaining a positive headspace. And, and for those people listening um, who might have similar struggles around that, aside from watching what we're ingesting and who we're hanging around, some practical, simple two or three tips that we can do on a day-to-day basis to try and keep ourselves in a positive headspace and bouncing forward to revert back to your book. (laughs) Uh, If I may, I might actually talk about the word momentum. Um, I I love when I'm anticipating something in the future. Mm. I truly believe that the best is yet to come. I truly believe that our greatest days are ahead of us. And so if that's the case, if that's my fundamental belief that, that my best days are ahead, if my fundamental belief is I'm anticipating something exciting in the future and whether it is a meaning marker that something I want to achieve this week or something I'm looking forward to this month or something in this quarter that we're going to do that we're going to achieve or the like, 
and then stay on that momentum. For me, it's not about then worrying about what happened yesterday or the or the pain or the struggles or the scars that I've got from yesterday's world. Mm. For me, it's about staying focused on the on the destiny and the purpose and the future that I have in front of me. And that for me is what momentum is all about. What are we anticipating? What are those meaning markers that you're looking forward to this week? What, what's something that you're anticipating this month? What's something that you want to achieve this quarter, this year? And so for me, I, I, I'm so fascinated by the future. And I truly, truly believe that the best is yet to come, that our greatest days are ahead of us. And if we believe that, then there's got to be momentum every day. Mm-hmm. And if there's momentum every day, then you don't have time to worry about <laughs> what happened yesterday, <laughs> last week, last month, That's or the You're looking forward to the future. And so, and so, and so, you know, it's not just a cliche word, the best is yet to come. Mm. I actually truly believe that my greatest days are ahead and the best is yet to come. Wow. Fantastic. Okay. What, what a great message to leave men with today. And look, uh, on a cheesy note, you can have momentum every day if you go to the website, momentumaustralia.org. <laughs> it had to be done. Or, of course, you can check out the podcast too. If you put in Momentum Australia into uh, your favourite podcast platform, you can have a dose of momentum every single day. You don't need to wait for the we- uh, wait for the weekly show. But I'll tell you what, it's been an amazing couple of weeks with our special yeah. guest, Sam Cawthorn. Sam, you, you do, you, you're, you're infectious, yeah. and we've waited yeah. a long time to get you on the show. And I don't know, I'm, I'm excited just by uh, what you've done in the last couple of weeks in, in, in our lives and going, Des and I had a sense of excitement coming into 2023. I think that's just wrapped up another 100% in the last couple of weeks we've been chatting with you. <laughs> but uh, samcawthorn.com, if you'd like to check out his website, Sam, it has been an absolute pleasure having you yes, on the man. show in the last couple of weeks, man. And we'll definitely endeavour to get you on later in the year. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.